Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. Jesus Christ suffered. He endured betrayal and abandonment, injustice and humiliation, brutality and pain. He was crucified, nailed to a wooden cross, a form of capital punishment reserved only for criminals, for enemies of the state. And there he died. Jesus was buried, placed in a tomb. But on the third day, he rose from the dead. On the third day, he was resurrected. Jesus is alive. And he was not simply resuscitated. His cold, still, lifeless, decomposing body was not simply revived. Jesus rose with a new body. Jesus rose with a transformed body. He rose with an imperishable body, a body that would not age, a body that would not wear down, a body that would not succumb to sickness, a body that would not die, a body fit for heaven. His rising from the grave means that he is who he said he was. He is the Christ. He is the Son of God. He is one with the Father. His death was a ransom, a ransom for many, a ransom for you, which means his death is a payment for the powers that hold you captive. Because whether you know it or not, whether you acknowledge it or not, there are powers at work in the world, powers at work within you, in your heart, to which you are enslaved. And they want to keep you that way. These powers, these authorities that hold you are sin and death and the evil one. Well, Jesus' death frees you from their bonds. Jesus' death breaks their chains that hold you. They no longer hold you. In him, you're free. In him, you're forgiven. In him, you have life. How? By faith. All you have to do is receive him. All you have to do is turn to him, follow him, Give your life, give your all to him. Lay it before him. And not only does he free you, but he also gives you a promise. The promise of resurrected life. When Jesus returns and he will return one day, your body will be raised your body will rise from the dead, from the grave, and your body will be reunited with your soul. You will be you, body and soul, but you'll be different. Like Jesus, 
you'll be transformed. You'll be given a new body. You'll be given an imperishable body, a body that is fit for heaven, a body that won't age, a body that will not become ill, a body that will not wear out, a body that will not die, a body that's fit for eternity. Because Jesus not only gives you the promise of resurrection, but he also gives you the promise of life everlasting. In other words, eternal life, forever life, forever and ever life. Have you ever contemplated forever? You ever pondered eternity? Have you ever tried to wrap your mind around life everlasting? Now, for some of you, lunchtime is forever away. For some of you, it's hard to imagine 10 years or even 20 years from now. But for others, you can't believe how fast the last 10 years, the last 20 years, the last 25 years have passed by. But forever is not 10 years. Forever is not 20 years. It's not 25 years or even 1,000 years or 10,000 years. It's always without end. So what will that be like? What does life everlasting look like? Well, a few passages in the scriptures, there are a few passages in the scriptures on forever life, on everlasting life, and they only offer fleeting glances of it. They only offer impressions, like peeking momentarily through a cracked door just before it shuts, or, or like driving by a house at night and for just a split second glimpsing, glimpsing at life inside the house through the lighted window. But realize this, whatever glances, whatever impressions that the scriptures offer or that your mind can imagine from what the scripture offers, it won't be exactly like that. No, it will be better, exponentially better, infinitely better. The reality will be more, more glorious, more delightful, more wonderful, more beautiful. Isaiah and Revelation, our scripture readings, offer a peek through the cracked door that's about to shut. They offer a glimpse into the window as you're passing by. Let's take a look. When Christ returns and all those who belong to him are resurrected, everything will be made new. Everything will be made new. Not just your bodies, but also the earth. Also heaven. There will still be a heaven and earth, but they're going to be changed. They're going to be made new. They're going to be made perfect meaning without sin, without decay, without desolation, without destruction, without death. Full of vitality, full of beauty, full of order that you will be able to observe, that you will be able to explore, that you will be able to marvel at, that you will be able to delight in. 
And whatever you envision, however you imagine a new heaven and a new earth as wonderful and as delightful and as glorious as it may seem, it's going to be better. Exponentially better. Infinitely better. So much so that the Lord declares through Isaiah, you won't even remember this. You won't recall the here and now. You won't recall heaven and earth that's here and now that you live in because it'll be like a shadow. A passing dream that you can't quite remember. Resurrected life, everlasting life, and a new heaven and a new earth will be filled with joy. It'll be filled with gladness. You will be filled with joy. You will be filled with gladness. You've, you've experienced them. Surely there have been moments in your life, occasions in your life where you tasted joy, where you drank in gladness, where you experienced them in the depths of your heart, even if it was only for a moment. Maybe it was a family gathering where everything seemed to go right, where everyone seemed to get along. Maybe it was a sunrise on the beach or a sunset on a mountain where you rejoiced in the beauty of creation. Maybe it was your wedding day. Maybe it was the birth of a child or a grandchild. Maybe it was a, a moment that you shared with a parent or a friend or a brother or a sister. Maybe it was a graduation or a championship game. Maybe it was a worship service where you felt the presence of God closer than you ever had before. Joy. Gladness. You felt it in the depths of your heart. And as wonderful as those feelings are, as much as you may seek them and desire them, the joy and the gladness that you experience here, that you have experienced here, it's only a nibble. It's only a sip compared to what you will experience in the life everlasting. It's going to be better. Exponentially better. Infinitely better. It will be more. Rather than a nibble or, or a sip, it's going to be a feast that never ends. The joy and gladness will be forever. It'll be for eternity because you will be with the Lord. Listening into verse three from our Revelation reading. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. In the life everlasting, you will be with God forever, in his presence, forever. You'll be forever in the presence of the Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, your faithful father. He will dwell with you, which means you will see Jesus. You'll see your savior. You will see him face to face. You'll see him in the flesh. You'll see him in person. You'll be able to talk with him and be with him and worship him. And not just once and not just twice, 
but forever. You see, that's the goal of the life everlasting. That is the center of, that is the focus of life everlasting, Jesus. The center of the focus of our faith. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, who out of love for you came seeking you out, who out of love for you died to free you, who out of love for you was resurrected so that you would live forever. Life everlasting. And you'll experience eternal and infinite joy at dwelling with him and joy at dwelling with God's people because in the life everlasting, you're not alone. Christianity places you in community both here and now and into eternity. In the life everlasting, you will be with multitude upon multitude upon multitude upon multitude of those who belong to Jesus Christ. Christians from every nation, tribe, and people, past, present, and future. Those that you know now, those who are seated around you right now, those whom you have known who've already gone to glory, and multitude upon multitude upon multitude of those whom you have not known because you've been separated by time or place. But there you'll be one body, one body of Christ, united by faith, united by the Spirit, one in fellowship, one in worship, one in joy, no longer separated, no longer scattered. And you'll have an eternity to get to know them. You'll have an eternity to be with them. You'll have an eternity to enjoy them. And you will be able to do so without sin creating barriers between you. Because in the life everlasting, there will be no anger. There'll be no greed. There'll be no lust. There'll be no jealousy. There'll be no pride. Nothing to build walls in relationships. There will only be love. Perfect love. Perfect peace. And joy. And, and however you picture this, however you picture the church triumphant, however you imagine followers of Jesus together in eternity, the reality will be better, exponentially better, infinitely better. Now, as we receive a glimpse of what life everlasting is like, we're also told in our passage what it's not like. Actually, we're told what will not be there. Listen again to verse four from our Revelation reading. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed. The former things will have passed. Sadness and fear and loneliness and sorrow and despair and pain and suffering and injustice and death, they will be no more, forever no more. You will experience them no more. This is your hope. This is your future. This is your eternity. This is the joy that awaits you. Life everlasting. 
And it's not wishful thinking. It's true. God himself has promised it. God himself has revealed it. Nor is it an opiate. Thank you, Karl Marx. It's not an escape. It's not an escape from living in the real world. It's not an escape from living where there are real problems and real challenges and real needs, where followers of Jesus need to serve, where followers of Jesus need to love in the here and now. No, here's the, here's the beauty of this hope that we have. Here's the beauty of this promise that we have. Here's the beauty of our goal and our end. When you know it, when you know your future, when you know your end, when you know where you're going and what awaits you, when you know your eternity, when you have a solid and firm and certain hope, when you believe in the life everlasting, it frees you. It frees you from simply living for today. It frees you from simply living for yourself because you only have this time, you only have this hour, you only have this day. It frees you from, from grasping for pleasure and grasping for goods. It frees you from being focused on yourself because you know that there's more than the here and now. You know there's eternity. You know that, that life is everlasting and that frees you. That frees you to love. That frees you to serve, to love and to serve your neighbor, to love and to serve your enemy, to love and serve your community here and now. And to do so without fear. Because the one who desires you to love and serve is the one who created this world. And he is the one who gives you the here and now. He is the one who gave you life. He is the one who saved you. And he is the one with whom you will dwell for eternity. And any suffering, any sadness, any fear, any loneliness, any sorrow, any despair, any pain, any injustice that you may endure in this life, in the here and now, it will not last. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And the life everlasting is a never-ending morning of joy where you will bask in the glorious light of the presence of your Savior, joining multitude upon multitude upon multitude upon a multitude in eternal gladness, eternal peace, eternal love, eternal joy. The life everlasting. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 